warning, we're going to talk about suicide a lot and pedophilia. If any of that makes you uncomfy, come back next episode. We love you and totally understand. Three girls thinking about wrinkles. <laughs> no, no, we're not no. thinking about wrinkles. I'm thinking about wrinkles. <laughs> we're not going to think about wrinkles until we have stop. to think about wrinkles. Three girls fucking we're three girls having a drink mimosas to get through a book talk. I'm Laura. I'm Alexis. I'm Nicole. And we're bitching. And I'm about to burp. So today we're talking about some piece of shit book. Norwegian Wood. Have never been written. By Haruki Murakami. Okay, the thing is, I got the reason. It's technically my fault, but also it is your fault. I want. I'm going to fully pin the blame on you two, also, because you were like, "Oh, I." Nicole was like, "I want to read that book," and Laura's like, "Oh, I tried, but I couldn't get through it." And then I told you guys that that's what I was reading on my camping trip, and you sluts were like, <laughs> "That should be next month's reading thing." Like I could have already gone through this torture, recovered, you went been have. done. No, you wouldn't have. See, I would have DNF. No, here, no. Here's the thing. You wouldn't have gone through torture. You would have enjoyed it and then told us about it. And you're like, oh my god, you guys should read it. Yeah. And then Laura and I would be like, oh my god. Okay. I don't think so. I uh, think no. I probably would have three and a half starred this if one thing wouldn't have happened. I gave it one star. Yeah. I do not. I also. Gener- I don't blame you guys for giving it one star though. Like I can totally understand why it would get one star. I I hated it. I hated it. I, I hated every minute. I hated every word wrinkle i also experienced it differently than you guys like the audiobook honestly the audiobook guy wasn't good so it couldn't have been so it just wasn't good in any way you consumed it i had some fun i think that his i think the imagery he talked about wasn't necessary but i think that he described it well the wrinkle no that wasn't imagery that was <laughs> don't worry like, we're gonna tactile. get to the wrinkle later <laughs> that was an attack that was physical <laughs> i felt the wrinkle when it was spoken <laughs> finger on the pulse I liked parts of it, so I can't say that it was a one star for me, because if I enjoyed myself at all, I'm not going to give it one star. Okay, so the characters on this are Toru, Watanabe, I don't know anyone else's last name. it's Watanabe. Watanabe? I don't really know, though. Okay. I said I was going to In my head, I pronounced names. it wa- Watanabe, but... So we all pronounced it differently. It's fine. And then we have Naoko. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kazuki. Kazuki. Who is, I guess, a main character, but like he's not actually in the I book. You're gonna say he's a guest star. I don't want to even say he's. I a wouldn't LaCroix. call him a main character. He's a background character. Yeah. But he's he, not a LaCroix. He's a side I character. He's not a Lacroix. But his story influenced heavily everyone else's story. In that this. is true. Like he's a big part of. He's a central side character. Yes. Um, we have. How do you say her name? The Wrinkle. It was R E I K O. Rico. Real. Real. Rico. I, I always said Rico. Please ignore our betraying. It is Watanabe because the that's what I listen to the audiobook. I'm so stupid. I have the pronunciations for this. Okay. And then Midori. I know that because yeah. it's the drink. And then his jackass friend. Hatsumi. N- nope, no, that's the Nagasawa. Nagasawa. God, I hated him. I hated Nagasawa. And the whole book opens up with Toru on a plane going to Germany and he hears Norwegian Wood by the Beatles, which should have been the first, like, red flag of like oh Beatles fans pretentious mm-hmm. <laughs> oh the book is very pretentious that's another thing okay the reason I even had this in my book collection because Harry Styles it's because of Harry Styles because oh. um, he had the Wind Up Bird Chronicle and I've I heard was that's like, better see yeah. I want to read that one too but it's like after this I don't know if I want to read anything by him again well I went searching through like Goodwill because like, this is when I was only thrifting books and so I was looking for um, it everywhere and then I found Norwegian Wood and I was like oh I'll get this until I can find the other one. And then I found up... I think I just ended up buying the Wind Up Bird Chronicle from... 
I mean, from Redacted. (laughs) (laughs) And he hears that, which was Naoko's favorite song, and he's, like, remembering her. But then he realizes that he's, like, taking longer to remember her than he used to. Like, it takes him a minute to, like, picture her. And then he, like, freaks out because he's like, oh, fuck. He was like, I oh, promised, no, I promised her I would, I would never forget her. her. And here I am forgetting her on this plane. I'm already forgetting her. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes into this story about him and her walking this field where yeah. there's a well. But you can't find the well unless you fall into the well. And it's this big fucking metaphor for depression. Me Which reading been- <laughs> it. Well, then don't walk there if there's a well. <laughs> depression? Honk, honk. <laughs> Welcome to clown college. My tweets. Clown college is what we say when we're in a depression. Do not ask any questions because we don't have the answers. <laughs> it just happened. I'm sleep deprived. Oh, okay. It goes back to the past. And you find out that Naoko and Toru's mutual friend, friend killed himself when he was 17. And that was Kazuki. Yes. Naoko's boyfriend at the time. Yeah, who she's been with since she was three years old. I just remember I was reading this and I said, I just don't believe Harry Styles sat down and read this. Uh-uh. <laughs> No fucking way. Maybe somebody read it to him. The audiobook. No. There's just no way that he's at home and was like, oh, yes, I understand this story. No, I think Camille was there like, there is a whale. <laughs> and you cannot see the whale. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he's just staring at her boobs the whole time. Well. <laughs> that's like Toru. <laughs> it's Toru. So their friend kills himself. 17 years old, very sad. Doesn't leave a note. And Atoro, it's like the first time he really understands death. And it's, he says that it touches the rest of his life after that. Because that's like his only friend. Yeah. He's a fucking loser. And like, I understand why that was his only friend. I wouldn't want to fucking be his friend. Hate him. <laughs> no, he... The opening is just so jarring. Like, I feel like you're like, oh, I'm in a plane going to Germany. And then... They never mentioned the plane again at the end. Thank you. Okay, I thought I there's missed no, something. There's no reason to be talking about, like, I was on a plane to Germany. Yeah, dude. I you can literally like, just kick off the story with being 17 and having your friend die. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, really weird for me to transition. And I thought that we would flash forward again at some point. Like, the way no, that the flashback was set up. And again, I don't know if that's, like, a translation thing. Because this was originally written in Japanese. Japanese. So I'm like, maybe it's a translation thing. I know Japanese books frequently end really open. There's no conclusion. Yeah, that's like, and that's not... So it's like, to me, I was like expecting an opening, open ending. Um, but not but this I, open. Well, and not to where it's like the beginning has nothing to do with the rest of the book, except, okay, we know Toru didn't kill himself. Because I know a lot of people were like, oh, is the ending him killing himself? Or like, but it's no, because he's... He's the narrator. He's And he's like 40-something on a plane. Yeah, to Germany. Yeah. He's, I think thirty-seven, right? He's on know. a plane, and we never touch it again. He's middle-aged. He's on a plane. Here's no region wood, and he's, he's like, "Oh crying. shit, time to reminisce." Yeah, he's crying in public. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. The <laughs> flight attendant's like, "Are you good, bitch?" Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Okay, bye." But he goes to college because you know he's still alive, and he meets Naoko again, and they just walk. They just fucking walk. Okay, see, here's the thing about Naoko too, because like he was so fond of her obsessive over her and I thought you know they were hella close they were best friends but then he's like hey I didn't see you for a year let's hang out and I was like cool best friends reconnecting and then they get lunch and it's quiet and he even says you know we don't have much in common oh yeah cause they're only they're only friends because of Kazuki yeah and even then it was like they just were in like a comfortable silence together no it's because he was so worried about what they looked like and not what they were saying he's like oh titties Every woman, every single woman, just she had breasts. It was and these disgusting. Were the shape of them. I hate it. Oh my god, 
I feel like I've never hated a character so much before in my entire life. That's a lie. I keep comparing him to Holden Caulfield from Catcher in the Rye because I can't stand him. But and isn't he compared to Toru Holden? is just another Holden Caulfield. But isn't that a comparison they make that, in yeah, the novel? They do. do they? Midori's like, you talk like the guy from Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. That's a oh thing. Oh my god, yeah. See, and then when she said that too, I was like, that's it. That's what it fucking is. I can't... Ugh, I can't stand that book. I can't stand this book. I Midori and the dog that appears. Those are the best characters. Why don't I remember a dog? I don't remember a dog either. In the pasture. It's an Angie. In the- oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they're like... When they're walking... They go to that really small coffee shop. But it's like oh. there for a scene. It's a LaCroix so character. So it's a LaCroix. It's probably the most LaCroix. What? I was just... Listen, it was like breathing... For the first time after hours. I, you guys, okay, also, I think you guys have to respect me because I was at 6% and then in one day I was finished. You have to respect me. <laughs> because I plowed through this novel. Like, <laughs> Toro plowed through everything <laughs> in this book. Toro to wrinkle, me to this book. <laughs> also, apparently, like, in, like, he's actually usually really funny. Is this he? is his darkest, n- not. Not Toru. Oh. <laughs> Haruki Murakami is usually okay. very funny. And, like, the wrinkle thing for his regular readers is, like, expected. Like, those are the kind of jokes he makes. Uh, so he's, like, man funny, where it's not actually funny, but people are going to laugh anyways because he's a man. And that's Laura is literally the best person to have a conversation about comedy with. She will not hold back. Laura's <laughs> like, are you actually funny? Have you shown me any photos of Britney Spears it. in the last hour? I love it then when no. men would tell like those stupid jokes, and then you wouldn't laugh. You just look at them. She doesn't just look. She also goes, okay. So they know she heard them, and you that's know, what gets me. Some people will say it looks like Harry Styles. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I was just kidding. I don't really think And then the that. fact that that guy later on was like, she's for the streets. Like, that's full circle. <laughs> just men aren't funny. Yeah. Most, most men aren't funny. James is funny. There's very few men that are funny. And when they're funny, they're really funny. Hudson's yeah, like John Mulaney. Hudson's actually funny, but it's because he's a whore. Twitter, can you delete an account? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the handle. I don't know if you guys noticed that he like always mentions her beret, her barrettes in her hair. Her beret, yeah. Oh, and her barrette, and like every every like other line, her barrette, her barrette. I was looking at the side of her with her barrette. You're like, yeah, that's what that's what her barrettes do. Yeah. But you know what killed me is when she's butt ass naked in front of him. The barrette. But then he's like, oh, she's she wearing didn't have it in when she oh. went to bed. She got up, got butt ass naked, and put just the barrette on. That. Killed and then whenever me. she wasn't wearing it. Oh, she's not wearing her barrette. Her hair is falling into her face. He's obsessed with it. Oh, now she's wearing her barrette. There it is. <laughs> I am like, complete. Do you think the barrette was a metaphor? For what? For her, like, fake holding herself together versus being, a, like, a public mess. Because oh, like whenever, she, whenever she didn't have the barrette You're in... like the English teacher. She was sloppy. She was always sloppy, baby. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Oh, my God. I still... My least favorite line... In the whole fucking book the is wrinkle. when she's like, if he wants to make cum, I'll take care of it. I was like, <laughs> I literally screamed. I had to no, my face, okay. like, my pillow and scream. My favorite line was when she was like, oh, can I just get rid of your boner? Yeah. Because it's bothering me. No, this segment's called Famous Quotes by Naoko. <laughs> <laughs> I like when she said, girls t- my age don't care about what's fair. They care about what's beautiful and what's pretty. But I want to care about what's fair. But that's a man's word. Yeah. So, was like, okay. What the fuck does that even mean? I, that was the Alexis Nair. Shut the fuck up. That's when I was like, this author has never spoken to a woman. Or seen one. Well, no, 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 no. 
He has seen one. Yeah, he can describe he boobs has, like you've yeah. seen them. Yeah, he can describe boobs. And that's also, you know what all the prepubescent boobies in this book look like. I know. Even the pre- <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I open another one of his books, because I will read The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle, and if I open it and if I see the, just like the whisper of pedophilia. Titties. Closed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting it in a box. I'm lighting that box on fire. Oh my God, I really cannot wait to read a review of the end. Also, if there is any more like, vague pedophilia in anything he writes why is he so yeah there better not be is that a cultural thing though like that's not a big of a deal there well also i don't know what their age of um oh but it doesn't matter yeah yeah if someone's Morally, a teenager no but my thing is if their age of consent's 13 then technically uh, that's just what she so... did was legal Ugh. so to me i'm like freaking out because i'm like oh, okay a 13 year old and a 31 year old i don't disgusting. care what's legal and what's illegal it's just like it's, it's still just disgusting. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah, she lost her because she's true, a yeah. lesbian, not because she fucked a 13 year old. Which, like, probably to him, he's like, look at how forward thinking I'm being in the year 2000. I love lesbians. And we're like, that's a pedophile. <laughs> he's like, I love lesbians because I love women. It's it's double Boobies. the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and two wrinkles. But her and her brat, they turned 20. <laughs> and she, like, has a breakdown. She's, like, crying. And he's just like, I don't know how to comfort her, so I'm just going to fuck her. Do you want to have sex? And she was like, all right. I'm just going to stick this dick up in there. I just think it's so funny that she's like, I never got WAP again. It's like, <laughs> you had a breakdown so hard that your pussy cried. Damn. That's sad. Yeah. When she was like, I think I'm cursed. And it's like, no, that's just depression, baby. Like, that's what happens in depression. Are you on Hong those Kong. meds? Because <laughs> welcome to Clown College. Hong Kong. So they have sex. And it, it's kind of, I don't know, it felt very rapey to me. Yeah, me too. But it might not have been. I, I was biking while listening to this part. so Because later on, she describes it and she's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to have sex with you as soon as she walked into the apartment. But it still was, like, very gross because, like, she was crying, having a breakdown. And he was just like, I'm going to hold her. And then, like, and he yeah, he held her. her. He held her while she's sobbing. And then he got a boner from her sobbing. And so he's like, well, might as well get this taken care of. Let's take your shirt off. 100%. Your <laughs> 100% he gets a boner from sad women. Yeah. Like he's like a sad woman, <laughs> ready to go. I know he never. I don't like what you do with not, your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> he does not once fuck Midori, and that bothers me. No, they don't. They don't fuck. No, because no, she likes all. children. No, That's Midori true. doesn't. Oh, sorry. Who did I? Oh, yeah. Ryoko. Yeah, Ri- Ri- I always thought Ryoko and Barrette Girl were the same age range, but then she has a wrinkle, so she's not. Ryoko's thirty-one. Yeah. Or I, well, she's like thir- thirty-nine. Yeah, she's she was 31 when she did no, her she's crime. she's in her 40s. Yeah, I always thought they were, like, closer in age. I don't know yeah. what put that thought Because then at the, towards the end, she's like, no, Naoko is like my sister, you know that. Yeah. No, see, that that's when I realized, like, she's older than I thought because she said it blatantly. And I was like, what what put it in, into my head that I thought she was young? But, like, his dick game got to be so bad because she ends up in a mental facility. Yeah, it broke her. Like, she but in a bad no way. more. No more. <laughs> but never again, please. No more. That's enough for me. She goes and she's like, I'm a heterosexual. Please lock me up. And then they give her the lesbian. <laughs> I wanted to try the food. The food sounded good in the book. Oh, Those yeah. This bitch can veggies? describe some fucking food. When he was eating that cucumber. I know. I do love cucumbers. When he was eating that cucumber and seaweed, I was like, oh, fuck. And he was like, like cucumbers. I was like, 
I truly had a raging heart. I had a Toru level heart on. <laughs> like it was like a bitch was crying in the room with me. I was rock solid when they mentioned that cucumber. Yeah. And then while he, she, she's gone, he starts writing her. And he's like, I love her so much. I feel like writing. I was like, duh. <laughs> writing. Writing. writing <laughs> and he becomes friends with Nagasawa. Fuck Nagasawa. <laughs> and all they do is go out and sleep with girls. Cheats on his girlfriend, Hatsumi, who's so sweet. Fuck Nagasawa. And that's literally his entire, like... That, that's, it. that's him. That's his Yeah, story. he doesn't change yeah. ever. Yeah. He's not in LaCroix, but he's like he's like a Hastra. Nagasawa's a sociopath. Yeah, I hate Nagasawa. He's like, it's all just a game. Just like how I hate Toru, but a different... Okay, when it comes category. out later that they, like, slept with girls and then they, like, switched. And then he was like, the ugly one was better. I was like, You're what a pig. the fuck is going on? And then there was, like, right in front of the girlfriend... Yeah, and, Tor- and like she was like, yeah, right? she was like, Toro, like, did you like that? He's like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> Toro was like, I have a penis <laughs> that likes to be inside things. She wasn't crying or anything, <laughs> but it was fine. So it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, also, Hatsumi, why are you talking to me? I don't talk to women. I just look at their titties. Oh, no, no he, he described like- her titties. I'm positive. I thought they were going to fuck. She was the only was one. About her. Yeah, she was the only one she- he didn't fuck. He's just- Midori. But, it- but they have sexual encounters. That's oh, yeah. right. She, doesn't she give him a little sloppy dog? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and she lets him when they went on panties. a walk, right? The thing is, no, I, that's in her house. I have a question. <sighs> Do you guys think that obviously Naoko and Midori, like Naoko, is sadness. She is giving up on life. She represents depression and almost wallowing in it because it's familiar to her, right? And she thinks she earned it because she got her happiness with what's his name, mm-hmm. Kazuki. Kazuki. Um, Midori is supposed to represent like mania, sexuality, like she's happiness. The, um, she's supposed to be the ideal woman to men, because she's like zany and crazy, mm-hmm. and she's cute, and she cooks, and she wants to have sex a lot. And I, I read something about how she's supposed to be like the model woman. Yeah. Well, and she's supposed to be. It's like she's light, happiness, optimism, optimal woman. And then Naoko's like sad, dr- dry ass pussy, like. <laughs> And Midori's wet Can't cook. <laughs> what woman good for? <laughs> um, but, like, I feel like all of the women are some sort of allegory. Like, um, not to bring it to Animal Crossing, but in Animal Crossing, <laughs> um, <laughs> there are these, like, genres of character types. And the I, like, jock. It was 5 a.m. superstar. I was tired. And I started thinking about Animal Crossing when I finished this book. All right? And I was thinking about how there's the sisterly characters, and that comes from the Japanese culture. And so I'm wondering if all these other women are meant to fall into that like sisterly allegory. Like these are the two type of women you can meet and fuck. And then the rest are sisters that he doesn't fuck. So like, but it doesn't fall that way. Cause even the sister ones, he he's fucks. still fucked. Yeah. I didn't say that he wouldn't fuck them. <laughs> oh, so he's a sister. Fucker. But, but while she's away, that's when he meets Midori. Yeah. Cause then she just comes up and she sits down while he's trying to eat lunch by himself. And she's got like a short ass. Oh my God. That was so drawn green. That was yeah, too she was just John quirky. Green. <laughs> She's quirky. She's like, yeah. oh, look at this young man sitting by himself. I'm here with my friends and we're going to order food, but I'm going to sit with you and ask you so many questions while you eat. Also, you're going to notice how I touch my hair all the time. Yes, she touches her hair a lot. And she's like, isn't it short and like not like other yeah. girls? Yeah. Aren't I so different? And then, and then, oh, my food's there with my friends, but don't you worry. I can eat later. All my attention's on you, baby. I can't, I can't and you talk like Holden Caulfield. 
Yeah. And you that's how cold and calm you. You talk so funny. The fact that that made her whoppy <laughs> makes me upset. <laughs> and then he goes to her house to hang out. And they genuinely just hang out. I honestly kind of liked that. I liked when they like went on the roof and it was I on fire. I couldn't stand it just because she was like, I know I'm not normal. I'm like, I know I'm weird. But like, I just wish I was normal. I want to live a normal life. Oh, like, I did hate that part. I, when she was like, up. have you ever seen me without this hat? <laughs> I'm weird. <laughs> have you, have you seen I'm a weirdo. <laughs> You see this hat? I'm, I'm, well, fuck, what's the monologue? I used to know it. No, yeah, I used to have the memories, too. <laughs> I used to know it. I'm a weirdo. I'm weird. I don't I'm a weirdo. fit in. Yeah. Have you ever seen me without this hat? That's weird. I'm like, okay, course, bros. That's literally what Midori, Midori went full, have you ever seen me without this hat, monologue? Yeah. Have you ever seen me with long hair? No. <laughs> That's why I have a bob, because I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> but then they kiss, and she's like, no, I have a boyfriend. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> Alexa <laughs> just gulping down her because y'all are like you finished why is it so funny I had less than you you added more you're like I'm home I'm an alcoholic Alexis <laughs> of course I finished sooner than you ugh teats okay Toru to everyone when he fucks <laughs> teats <laughs> no of course I finished sooner than you <laughs> Oh, you were sad? Oh, yeah, yeah, it never mentions that the woman finishes, ever. No, he always just inserts and busts. Yeah. Where oh, he gets women. his, like, dick sucked or he gets wobbled. <laughs> it's not even, like, an, an like an excited suck. It's, like, a pity suck. It's like, oh, oh you're hard, I guess. I want to get rid of it. Uh, it, it you made poking semen? my back. I don't like it. Yeah, she literally was just like, honestly, it's just uncomfortable. It's just annoying. Yeah. She said, um, can I just take care of that because it's poking me in the back? <laughs> And the scene's over. Also, the sex scenes are all just awful. They're so bad. They're very awkward to read. Are they meant to be, like, am I supposed to be enticed? No, but I think there's a way to, like, write sex scenes with, like, not being enticing, but it's just like, okay, this is what happened, and it's a story. But this it's is, like... It's like how YA does... No, it, it's worse than how YA does it, because at least YA is, like, their bodies mended together, and you couldn't tell where one ended and the other began. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it, they're having sex. But here, it's, like, just awful to read. And it shouldn't... Oh, um, yeah, I don't it think feels it feels like someone's be. masturbating with a sex doll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's how it reads. And it's like these women, I'm like, do they make noises? No, they are they having Apparently a good time? they just lay there. Apparently. Like I mean even, like, Ryoko did themselves. things, but she was just like kinda razzing him the whole time. <laughs> She's like, Isn't my old wrinkly pussy so fat and juicy? And he's like, Ryoko, please. <laughs> please let me just touch your wrinkle and go to sleep. <laughs> no, not even because they have sex four times. Yeah, it's true. Well, because he busted in two seconds. He better have fucked her again. He was like, she, I'm like, so he sorry. He made me feel like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> We're at where he goes and he actually visits Naoko and he meets... Oh, he meets her. Yeah. Roommates. Yeah. That happens so fast. It's early in the book because yeah. that's mostly chapter yeah. six. And chapter six is like... Chapter six is like 120 oh, chunk pages. of the book. Yeah. Chapter six is 150 something pages. Holy yeah. shit. It was like three hours worth of audiobook, so I actually stopped listening to the audiobook to speed read it. Yeah, it was three days worth of reading for me. I read it in like an hour and a half. 293 and pages of a whole book, and it took me nine days. I just... Uh. Yeah, he goes there, and he meets Naoko again, and they like talk, and it's like a facility where like... What was the point of it? They're like just doing normal things yeah, without like, outside know, influence so that they can... I know it's a mental can... health facility. Yeah, but there's no like actual but, doctors. Yeah, There's just... one. Yeah. They just talk about the garden a lot. The cucumbers. It was to give them a sense of routine and community. Yeah. And to make them feel like they're not normal can be normal. 
for them. So like but they even have like Ryoko was like, it's not helping. I'm just here because it's my home now. Is this the part where they're cuddling, or is that the second time? The second time. No, this is the part where he gives her a hand job because they're like cuddling in a field because they go to that cafe with the dog, mm-hmm. and then um, oh, that is Rico the wants to just stay and talk. My favorite character, the dog. The dog. And so they go off, and they're like cuddling in a field, and she's like, "Can you like your boner? Can I just take care of it?" And he's like, <laughs> "I mean, I guess." So then she gives him a hand job. And that's it. That's, that's literally how he reacts. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, well, again, I'm not going to say, what am I going to do, say no? You're not crying. <laughs> but I guess. But I guess. Do you want to shed a tear The only time he's enthusiastic me? is when someone's sad. Yeah. Like, she dies and Ryoko's sad and he's like, oh, fuck, you're a little upset. Take your clothes Splurge. off. I can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin holes. <laughs> There's some holes in this book. <laughs> 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 I was like, <laughs> um, and then at night he ends up going for a walk with Rico and that's when she's like telling her about his, her story well she tells him half then they yeah. go to the field yeah and she's day. like just you wait and then she tells him the other half while they're eating grapes and it just bothered me that they were just spitting grapes out onto the sh- like the road the walkway of the facility and like you fucking animals <laughs> <laughs> and the, her whole story is I think you should tell it like this because I feel like you're gonna really go in on it okay I really, it makes me so ingies. Um, so, I will make it as short as I can. Ryoko isn't, she was married, she has a kid who's like 10, um, but she gave that all up because she wanted to go back to the facility because she has like these nervous breakdowns. She was a concert pianist, she was um, very talented, and she had a nervous breakdown that like seized her hand up. And then they were like, oh girl, you just have like anxiety. Honk, honk. <laughs> but she was like, mm, sounds fake, but okay. And then realized it was true and was like, okay, I don't want to go back to pian- pian- pianisting. Piano playing. <laughs> Piano playing. <laughs> because I, it's going to stress me out and I just can't do it. And I fell behind and I was perfect and I'm not. So. Damn, I feel that. Fuck. Yeah. Fast forward and she gets married, has a kid, is like living that housewife life. But she's still like. She falls back in love with piano playing to an extent, like doing it for herself instead of doing it to perform and realizes, oh, I don't, I, like my hand doesn't seize up. I don't get nervous when I'm doing it for myself. Um, and then she's playing and her neighbor's daughter, like the, the little girl neighbor, this is very important that you remember she's 13, the little girl, overhears her and is like, oh shit, I, I you know, I get bounced around between teachers because I'm a fucking bitch. And they can't handle all this. Can you? Because your shit sounds delicious. Um, and she's like, no, I don't teach. And she's like, you're gonna. And she literally, literally, there's multiple times in this book this happens and it pisses me off. Characters go, no. And the other character says, bet. Fuck you. I'm gonna do it. And the other character's like, well, guess I gotta. That's very Sydney. Put the gun down. Put your dick in my mouth. (laughs) There's like 10 different put the gun down. Yeah. Yeah. The, the narrator in this book has to be Sydney because the characters are like, no. And the other character's like, yeah. reverse Uno card. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck. All right. And that's how, like, most of the bad plot points happen. So, yeah. So, anyway, so this 13-year-old girl starts taking classes with Ryoko. And Ryoko is, like, obsessed with this little girl. She's like, she's so pretty. She's so pretty. She's so cool. She's so great. Have you seen her hair? Have you seen those eyes? Perfection. She's so pretty. An angel. A baby. I can't stop staring at her. 
But the way Ryoka tells the story is that this little girl is just as obsessed with her as she is. That she was, like, enamored with Ryoka from the moment she saw her. That she was like, you are divine. You are perfection reincarnate. And, like, they felt the same way about each other. And as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, it's going to be, like, a surrogate kid for her. Like, that's... See, I thought that. I thought, yeah, I thought it was going to be, like... No, no that's what I was, I was like, this is very creepy. Well, I mean, I texted you guys right away, and I was like, I don't like how she's talking about her. Yeah. But I thought it was going to be, like, an obsessive thing. Not to the point that it got to, but I thought it was going to be, like, maybe she kidnaps her because she wants, a, like, a perfect kid so bad. As soon as she entered the home for her piano lesson, I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. Mm-hmm. But when they were just talking, like, on the sidewalk, I'm like, oh, this could be nice. But then she stepped, she stepped one foot into that house. And I was like, oh, girl... Sorry. Yeah. So, like, long story short, she spins this whole story, and, like, all of us do not believe it. I got to the end of the book, and I thought it was going to be, like, exposed that this was, like, fake. It never is. But me, Laura, and Nicole, like, know this bitch was lying. I don't think it's even meant to be a thing that we got in the book. This was not <laughs> meant to be read this way. But me, Nicole, and Laura are like, pedophile. Mm-hmm. Go to jail. Go directly to jail. Do not collect $200. <laughs> do not pass go. She's like, oh, this 13-year-old girl was like, my back hurts, my tummy hurts. She said, my neck, my back. <laughs> so she's like, oh, lay on my bed, my couch is too small. So she lays on the bed, and then she's like, my back, my touch. She's like, I'll massage you. And she's like, oh, please remove my bra. My titties hurt. So she does, and then she's like, suddenly my top was off. And then... Let's <laughs> And then suddenly they are, and I really hate it because the book's like, they're suddenly having sex. No, suddenly there's child rape. Not even that. It's like, oh, she was suddenly licking me where my husband won't even lick me. I'm like, first of all, get a new husband. (laughs) So she she hits the little girl to get her off of her. (laughs) And then (laughs) they like keep fucking though. And then she like sends her home. No, she finishes. They have sex and then she sends her home. Yeah. And then she's like, I've never been that wet in my life. Yeah. Like, oh, children turn you on. Okay, no. Especially no. later on when she's like, yeah, like, Naoko does nothing for him. Like, that's because she's too old. <laughs> <laughs> so for Toru, they have to be sad. For Ryoko. How do you Ryoko. Pre- Thank you. Ryoko, they have to be children. Yeah. Under 16. Yeah. Preferably well, 13. And the thing is, her. like, she, and also that's why I didn't like, like, earlier, before all this happened, she's like, isn't my daughter so beautiful? Isn't that the most perfect child you've ever seen? And I was like, this is insidious now. That I have the context. I'm glad you can never see your fucking kid again. But, like, uh, when the little girl at the, like, at the end when Ryoko's kicking around is like, don't come back here. Like, you can't ever do this to me again. Like, the little girl's like, you're a fucking lesbian. You're a carpet muncher, aren't you? You fucking love pussy, you lesbian slut. And, like, <laughs> Ryoko's just like, get out of here. I'm not a lesbian. I'm a pedophile. I'm a- <laughs> Get your back straight. <laughs> and then everyone's like, ooh, we heard you're a card-carrying lesbian. That was the thing. Not even like, oh, you assaulted one of your students. It was like, you're, you're a, a lesbian? lesbian? No, yeah. The whole, like, all the neighborhood was like, oh, my God, a gay? <laughs> In our neighbor? And the little girl was like, also, oh, so Ryoko says this girl's like a pathological liar, that this girl like spun stories oh, yeah. like nobody she was, else. She was like, this little girl is the devil. Mm-hmm. It's the devil. Yeah, she called herself a victim of the little girl. Yeah, and I was like, uh, honey, no, I no, that's not it. But like, even, give me an 18 year old. Like, she just freshly turned 18. She's a scammer. She's a, she's a femme fatale. Like, she's supposed to be, but like, if you give me a 13 year old, I'm like, oh, she have braces? <laughs> 
Her hair is 100% frizzy. She does not know what conditioner to use yet. Like, I just can't believe that this 13-year-old girl seduced anybody. Like, I have mentioned it before. She didn't. Y'all know how I feel about Lolita. Favorite Mm -hmm. horror story. If a 13-year-old's flirting with you, you mace them and call their parents. (laughs) Those are your only options. (laughs) You call their parents and you're like, you raised a whore, fix it. Can you imagine calling someone's parents? (laughs) You've raised a whore! (laughs) What did you call my daughter? (laughs) This isn't my problem anymore. It's yours. You put the kid in the box, you duct tape it closed, you ship them back to their parents. You don't fuck them. No. No. That's like, there's not even, like, on the list of things to do, it's not even on there. It's not even the last thing. The last thing. It's not even supposed to cross your mind. The last thing is hit them with a bat. The first thing is call their parents. Second thing is mace them. That's why you usually have to do both. Can I go pee? You want a potty break? I gotta pee. This is my most. That's so unprofessional. I went before we started recording. This is my most. Yeah. I just don't pee. This is my most. Here, should I stop the recording or just let it go? No, just let it go. Just let it go. I can't let get out of here. Go. Let it I guess go. I can just move this. <laughs> you raised the whore. <laughs> I don't care that Ryoko's gay. She's a pedophile. <laughs> Mace the 13-year-old and walk away. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so uh, she's a pedophile yeah. and uh, a rapist. And it's it's not even written, an issue to them, though. They're it's like, written okay. like it's consensual. Gross or like something bad. else could have happened to Ryoko and not that. But then right after that, they just start singing songs. Or they listen to her play <laughs> songs on the guitar. She's and like, one of them is Norwegian Wood. Yeah, I was going to say, they listen to Norwegian Wood again for like the fifth time. Roll credits. <laughs> it's like, oh, we get it. The book is called Norwegian Wood. Also, he mentions every single book he's ever read. And every single song. Every single song to. that's playing. And it's like, it served no purpose besides Norwegian Wood. Other yeah. songs, other books, no purpose. Besides The Great Gatsby, because there was a couple... There was a reference, yeah. There was a reference to Great Gatsby, and that was one of his favorite books. See, that was fine. The Great Gatsby, um, isn't that how he becomes friends with yes. Nagasawa? Yes. Nagasawa was like, you read The Great Gatsby? Uh-huh. I read The Great Gatsby? <laughs> Let's fuck some bitches. <laughs> Because there's um a, something about Naoko is his green light. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's Gatsby. Which, like, I Old fucking sport. hated Daisy. And I also kind of hated Naoko, so. I had no opinion about Naoko. I felt bad for her, but I well, didn't. Well, because then it's revealed that her sister also killed herself mm-hmm. when she was really young. So she's been surrounded by death. Her entire since, life. Yeah. yeah, she had a rough life. I feel bad for her, but also I don't like that she keeps dragging him in when she clearly just is using him as a Bowie to existing. But I don't think he minds that. No. Because he kind of tells her, like, you can use me in any way. He's like, I'm into it. If you're sad, I'm into it. Call me. Yeah. That, yeah, call me. (laughs) He's like, I'm so happy you're depressed. Single tear, speed dial, baby. (laughs) Which made me like, okay, he doesn't actually love her. He likes the, the idea, idea of, of fixing her. her. And he likes what she represented of, like, he was happy when he was friends with her before mm-hmm. Kazuki killed himself. Which also bothered me because the whole opening airplane unnecessary scene is him being like, Naoko never loved me! Yeah! There's, that, like, there's that whole line. The whole line where it's like, you know, I came to realize she never loved me. 
And so I thought we were going to go in and read like a story about them, but it's not even a story about them. She's, I wouldn't say she's hardly in the book, but it's like. Oh, through the whole thing, I think I figured out. I mean, the once she leaves after her birthday, he sees her for five days. Mm-hmm. There's a long weekend and then there's a regular weekend that he sees her. So it's five days. And before that, it's a couple months of walking every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So altogether in the book, she's there for like a couple months. Yeah. And that's it? Yeah. But I, he's like madly in love with her apparently. And then he feels like betrayed when he realizes, quote, that she never loved him. He's like, oh my God, we spent all this time together. How I dare she not I feel like she was him? kind of straightforward about it. Like, yeah, she was. She like, was. I love what you like. Oh my God, I know someone me, like this. But that's it. She was never like, oh, I love you. She like, I like how you make me feel. I feel like I don't get to know any of the characters. I do see growth in Toru, but it's so like what. Nothing that happened to him to me made me feel like he had the growth. It was like he went through all of his. His only growth was when he got boners. That's it. But him and Dory come closer. And she just gets like mad horny. She just always like. Take me to the porn theater. Yeah. I love them getting bored in the porn theater. That was so funny. And like, oh, next time you masturbate, think of me. And he's like, okay. Okay, "Okay, I'll try. And he got performance anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, he did. And she's just, like, mad, just horny all the time. And then the next day she checked in. She was like, so did you think of me? And he's like, listen, I tried, but I got soft so fast. I'll try again tonight, I promise. She's like, good, you better. I almost feel like it was a way, like, she wanted him to want her. Yeah. She's like, ooh, I'm just going to be super sexual. And then he meets her dad, which I didn't mind this part. I I I liked the dad part. I genuinely enjoyed um, meeting her dad in the hospital and him, like, Clearly, she's a good caregiver in the sense of, like, she takes care of him. But no one's, like, she's so used to taking care of people that she doesn't treat them like humans anymore. It's like a job. So as soon as he got someone that came in there and was like, don't you want to eat something good? He was like, bitch, yes. Yeah. Because then he actually ate food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then he dies. Yeah, and then he dies. And then Midori's like, look at this pussy yeah, dad. Yeah, and then Midori pops her pussy. <laughs> that was also. picture. Yeah. <laughs> She's I like, love that. Honestly, by the end, I liked Midori. I was like, okay. I like Midori. Yeah, she was cool. But like, yeah, she goes into her dad's shrine room and gets completely naked. And, and it's like, doing like yoga. look at this puss. You built this. I'm going to fuck so many dudes with it. Are you proud? I hope you were fucking mom in heaven. I saw your big fat dick when I helped you piss. I swear I forgot about that part. Fuck mom good. Hang heavy in heaven. <laughs> See? Like, if, if people haven't read this book, they think that's an exaggeration, but it's not. It's not. It's several pages of her. She really was. Like, I saw your penis when I was taking care of you. It's massive. Yeah. Yeah, everything I said was, like, almost verbatim. <laughs> and then he goes and sees Naoko again. And that's when she gives him the good suck. Well, because he's like, she's like, I have a boyfriend. And he's like, I have a girlfriend. Kinda. They're never boyfriend-girlfriend. No. Like, does Naoko know that he's going around saying this about him? You know what's really wild is this is on a list of like best romance books or best love stories. Like Where? For no, like who? None of this is good. Ryoko and the pedophilia? Taru and like, the no two matter girls who it he's is, stringing it's along? Bad. Stormtrooper and that photo and the poster? Wall? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stormtrooper and architecture. That's the only <laughs> love story in this fucking novel that's worth anything. Maps. He loved maps. Yeah. So, Stormtrooper maps. I think it was partial Stormtrooper because, like, he's coded as clearly, like, neurodivergent. And he loves maps. I'm like, I love this motherfucker, dude. 
and when he just disappeared and we get no i'm like what the fuck did storm he literally i think that haruki mikram was just like i'm sick of riding stormtrooper it kind of just got that way yeah it's like he just didn't come back it wasn't necessary it just i put him in there so you would hate toru a little bit more and then got rid of him it worked because toru used this possibly autistic at least definitely coded to be non-neurodivergent character as a butt of jokes like he used him to like be mildly popular and like razz this guy for no reason it's used... like none of the stories he told about stormtrooper were funny i no. didn't get how these girls found it funny oh yeah they all thought it was hilarious yeah my theory is it's just you know women laughing at men because they feel like they have to yeah he's like isn't this guy so weird he <laughs> whacks yeah. off to a poster uh-huh. he has to exercise every morning <laughs> so funny you're so funny so toru funny. shut up <laughs> no please shut up she, she cried from laughter. Uh-oh, I'm getting a boner. <laughs> Go see Naoko again. And this is like the short weekend where nothing really happens, but she does give him head. And then she tells him that she... This is when she sits in front of him naked in the bar- with just the barrette yeah. on. Yeah. And then she's like, if you ever have semen, don't worry, I got it covered. She's like, I will swallow that down. I do not spit. I don't. It's my only redeeming quality. <laughs> that and my barrette. Which is a, really a metaphor for me <laughs> keeping it together. <laughs> me keeping it together. So if it's, they don't have the bread and I will spit. <laughs> and that's the last time he sees her. Because then he goes back to Midori. But the Midori is like, no, I'm really in love with you. And I broke my boyfriend. And he's like, wow, I'm in love with you too. But on the other side, he's like, Ugh. He's like, well, are you going to blow me? Which she does. Yeah. No, she gives him a hand job. And then she's like, here, finish into my panties. He's like, I don't want to ruin them. She's like, it's fine. Finish into my panties. She's like, what the fuck is a washing machine for? She's like, I so like it. finishes in her panties. Because she, like, wiggles those bitches down and off. And then she's, like, assessing it. And she's like, that's a lot of cum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, is that weird? She's like, no, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me more of that. Give me the truckload. <laughs> she's like, handcuffed freak shit. <laughs> Switch my wig make me like cheese. <laughs> but then they eventually start talking again and they kind of start going out in an official capacity because she's like, you're not going to see anyone else. You're not going to think about any other girls. And he's like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> but then he has to like write to Rico and like, hey, I am in love with Midori. And she's like, cool. She's like, don't tell Naoko though. Don't fucking tell her. Yeah. She's in a bad spot. And then, I also was really hoping Ryoko would secretly, like, kill Naoko. I was just like, give me some twists. Let me have a good time. <laughs> we forgot about the dinner. Because me and her talked about the dinner. Oh, yeah, we were talking about what you were peeing. Yeah, That's we such peeing. a good scene. Because ah. he goes to dinner with Nagasawa and Hatsumi. Hatsumi. And they start fighting. And she's like, why am I not enough for you? I don't mind if you sleep with women, but why am I not enough for you? And he's like, eh, it's a game, baby. <laughs> so it's like what he says. Don't and then play he starts, the player. Yeah, and then he well, starts you know thing we're talking like, about. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's like <laughs> this is just who I am. And then he talks about um, how he slept with the two women and they switched and. And she's like, "Toru, did that really happen? Did you enjoy that?" He's like, "Yep, uh, yeah, kind of." <laughs> and then they go off and they play pool, which is like reminiscent of Kazuki. Kazuki. And then they go back to her apartment, and he's like, you're a great girl. You should fucking dump his ass. 
And then Naoko killed herself. <laughs> and then Toru's like, oh man, I can't believe she killed herself. I miss her so much. Oh yeah, he goes on this trip. Ah! Wait, can somebody please say the thing? Okay, so Toru's like, oh no, Naoko's dead. Man, it's like I can still feel her mouth wrapped around my penis. <laughs> He goes on a trip by himself, and he's on the beach, and it's the first time he's, like, thinking of hit her. First off, he's also like, okay, Kazuki, like, you took her from me. I guess you won, bro. Yeah. Like, it's not- ah, This whole section. Like, it's not about, like, you know, a young girl lost her life. I can still feel her sucking my dick. And then he's like, damn, she- her head game was good, though. That's, like, the first thing yeah, he's he thinks like, of. I can't believe she's gone. She was- just no. sucking my dick. No, don't kill At yourself. You're so sexy. Kazuki's dick in heaven. <laughs> and then Ryoko comes uh-huh. and visits. She comes <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> She's like, the only one that we know does. <laughs> Good for you, girl. She's like, this isn't working for me. Naoko's not here anymore. I'm not gonna fucking stay here. So she comes and visits Toru in Tokyo. And they have, like, a mini funeral for her where they're playing songs that she loved. And it's very nice. And they're like, you know what? You know what she would like us Let's to do? Let's fuck in her memory. <laughs> She'd want this for us. So they fuck. I so put I down. They fuck in her memory. He says she, at 40, reminds him of a 17-year-old girl. And there's a joke about her v- vag being a wrinkle. I hate it every moment. They're also make out on a train platform. Which is relevant because... She's saying goodbye, and they're, like, macking on this train platform, and he's like, I know everyone's looking at us because our age difference is like, but I don't even care. We shared something special. He calls her pussy a wrinkle because he fingers her and is like, ah, the wrinkle inside. No, because she's like, that's not my vagina. That's a wrinkle. And he's like, stop playing. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> and then he's like, and then I inserted it on her wrinkle. So then they continue to call her vagina a wrinkle. I <laughs> I hate that. And then the whole thing is, like, he calls Midori at the end, and it's a very open ending where he just... How would you describe the ending? Because he calls Midori and is like, I need to tell you everything. And then suddenly he's, like, lost in the sauce. And he's like, and Midori is everywhere, and she's nowhere, and all the faces are blurred, and I don't know where I am. And he's in the middle of nothingness, and he's yeah. just calling out for her. Yeah. I think, well, because I, I read some theories, because my thought was just, like... Okay, he just feels lost. He's He just sent off the last person that probably understands him. Because at the end of the day, Midori didn't understand the dark parts of him. Yeah. That's what he saw in Naoko and, and Ryoko. I feel like that was just him feeling lost. Because he's either going to have to sever this part of himself or lose himself in it. And those are his only options. And again, I don't think he's ever made a legitimate choice in this entire fucking thing. I read some things too. And the point of the story, I mean, which was obvious, that when Kazuki died, he passed on his sadness to... Kyoko and when she died she passed it on to Toru and he was afraid that he's going to pass it on to Midori mm-hmm. and the whole point is that you can fundamentally hurt people that you love even if you don't mean to mm-hmm. that was the whole point you could have said that like in a poem but we had to read 293 fucking pages this was a short story um, the beginning should have stayed that way. with Kazuki and Naoko was originally all it was there was no Midori there was no Ryoko there was no that's how it should have been one of my questions I put out is, am I just hateful? No. <laughs> I could totally understand how someone could read this and give it five stars. They like see I can't. A, they see a lot of the metaphors. They feel a connection to characters. They maybe don't go, oh, a pedophile. They... No, I know someone who gave it five stars. He's my cousin. Um... <laughs> 
Rhea, if you're listening to this, which I know you are, please tell your brother that I don't understand how he gave Norwegian World five stars. He's also, like, really um, smart, and he went to Stanford, so maybe he's a little pretentious. Yeah, I said it, ARMY. I said it. I like this. I think Nicole came up with this one. Would you recommend this book to someone you hated? Yeah. Yeah, because I'd want them to suffer, too. If everybody, I had to suffer, everyone should suffer. Everybody I hate is stupid, so I know they wouldn't get it. I feel like it was very much, like, people wanted to like it, and because it has, like, a deeper meaning of, like, oh, suicide and mental health, people are like, oh my god, it's so great. But it's not. It's not, though. It feels very, like, on trend. Like I would never reread it. Ever. I wish I never read it. Like, I, usually if I don't like a book, I'm like, oh, I should reread it to give myself a chance later to, like, see if there's anything I miss. Like, especially if it's a book that's, like, liked like this is. But it just was so hard to get through. Like <laughs> It felt dense, even though it was a shorter book. Yeah, it w- remember when I texted you um, when I was like 60 pages in? And I was like, uh, yeah, it's short. And I feel like I've been reading for a long, long time because it's just so dense. Like, it moves slowly. So slow. It's a crawl. Mm-hmm. And it just feels very much like people want to like it. So then they Because everyone themselves. else says yeah. they like it. And because it has, like, an important message of mental health and, like, it talks about darker themes. Which I notice is also a thing in fan fiction. Like, darker themed fan fictions are, like, very, very popular. And it's like, can you guys get dark. a personality out of sight of, like, dark themes? That's not a personality. Um, yeah, making someone kill themselves doesn't make a book good. No. No, it doesn't. You're like, oh, I guess I'll just off somebody and give someone else trauma, and then there's a plot. And that's not a plot. That's... That's a cop-out. It's a cop-out. And, I mean, I, I'm i not going to lie and say that this book wasn't well-written. Obviously, it's well-written. But, like, it, it, the, I think that our dislike to it comes from a place of, like, it just wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, I, I yeah. we read for enjoyment, not for, like being a part of something and i feel like a lot of people read this book and like it because they feel a part of something yeah yeah reading it obviously like i do think it's an intellectual like you have to think about things and i enjoy that that's why i gave it two and a half stars instead of one is there was parts where i was like oh i have to actually think right now because me and nicole read this book at least a week before alexis even started Mm -hmm. and then she texted us and was like this book isn't so bad and we went the fuck off and then Alexis texts us and she's like, it's not so bad. I'm enjoying this. I really like Reiko. <laughs> <laughs> that made me so sad. Because her first story with Reiko is nice. Like, it's it's interesting. It was, to me, it was the first part in the book where you're actually, like, having a good time with a character. And then they're like, surprise! I just said, LOL. But then we started, like, of course she'd like it. And we, like, really went in on her. Oh, yeah. yeah I got bullied. <laughs> because... I was, like, really going in on her, and I was like, of course you would like it. You like everything. You just want to like it. And then I was like, this happened before we're all, like, really going at each other's throats. And Nicole won't say anything because she's, like, gets anxiety about it. So I'm like, maybe I made Nicole feel bad. But then I stopped texting, and Nicole just comes in with fire. Because <laughs> Alexis, Alexis goes, uh, I'm in pain or something. And I said, you deserve it. You could have suffered with us, but no. You waited until we were done and begging you to read the damn book, and now you want us to feel bad for you? You sat there and watched us agonize over this book, and you have the audacity to even expect us to have pity on you? The pity we could have shared together? 
How dare you? I want to remind everybody that they made it, made it. They made me <laughs> wait to read this book. And then we weren't supposed to have a book last month. And whoop de doo suddenly you guys are on book number two of a series. I was actually on book number three, but. Yeah, I know. No, okay, here. Here's the thing. We did not start a trilogy, okay? Yes, you did. No, we no. did. No, she I read, read it a long time ago. ago. I read it the year it came out in 2015. You read the first one. Yes. But yes. you started book two together. No, we didn't. No, we I didn't. finished book two by the time she started it. The point is. There was a trilogy that was started without me that I had to catch up on. That's all. You it's finished- not like I just fucked off into nowhere land. You finished book two and then you didn't have to start book three, but you decided to start book three. Why wouldn't I have started book three, Laura? You know who I am and what I am and what I because represent. you could have started this one with us. I did start it. I read one page and, and I was like. And then we could have been reading book three <laughs> together because I'm only 20% through book three and you're 60% and I'm trying to catch up to you, but I can't. I would die for Kel and Lila, okay? That's not my the fault. The forehead touching. And yeah. also, like I said, you guys had already read book one. It doesn't matter if it was separate. Not together. You both read it. So I had to catch up. How do we talk about V.E. Schwab every single episode? <laughs> because she deserves it. Because she's earned it. Kind of like how you deserved your own torture. But also, that was a great monologue, and someone, one of you should use it as um, <laughs> an <audition. laughs> my acting class. And I also have the screenshot of Alexa saying, please hit mom's WAP machine 3000 with that absolute can- canonical massive dong. <laughs> <laughs> That's about Midori to yeah. her dad. <laughs> Laura, can you do me a favor and read your Goodreads review? Oh, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Um, Let me just pull that bitch up. Okay, my review, I gave it one star out of five. I couldn't stand the characters. <laughs> Sorry. Every character was Tom for 500 days of summer, but more insufferable. The way Toru had to describe every single woman's body that he met, I hated it. I hated the message. I hated the characters. Midori got better towards the end. The only way I got into this was because I resigned myself to hating it. So there I was, just reading to read, and just knowing I was going to be miserable the whole time. The ending was so dumb. I can't put spoilers, but truly, I hate every moment. Good riddance. And I also gave it one out of five stars. I said this was 293 pages of absolute torture. I wish I never read this book. I went in thinking I was going to read a literary masterpiece, but I finished it wishing I could tear my eyeballs out and erase any memory I have of reading this. Toru Watanabe is such a revamp oh, is just a revamped version of Holden Caulfield from Catcher in the Rye. Both are so self-righteous and think they were put on this earth to fix people they view as broken. I couldn't stand the characters. The men were pricks and the women were written in such a John Green way they were almost laughable. The sex is awkward and incredibly painful to read. Semicolon. If it it wasn't pedophilia, it was rape or coercion, and so, so, so deplorable. I genuinely do not understand how people love this book, or even like it. Below, I have a pros and cons list. Pros. I read it. Cons. No! Pros! It's over. Cons. I read it. (laughs) That's my first review I ever wrote. So I technically gave it three stars, but it's just two and a half stars rounded up. Um, Toru sucked. Like, yes, he has growth, but he spends, like, five pages describing his dorm. But every time it's a woman, it's about her boobies and her flesh and how childlike she is. <laughs> Why was everybody offing themselves? <laughs> I liked Midori, though, and also there was a dog. Very, <laughs> very upset that the whole 31-year-old and 13-year-old having sex thing was never seen as pedophilia and actually we're supposed to like the 30-year-old, 31-year-old, what the fuck? Very pretentious, and I think people bust nut over this because it probably makes them feel smart, but it's not very good. I had a fun time in the final third of the novel, though. But then he boinked the pedophile. <laughs> oh, my God. 
two two upvotes, and I'm pretty sure it's you guys. Yeah. And these reviews will be on our website, litbitchpod.com. Yeah, if you guys any have him and name. <laughs> Very tired. Um, if you guys have any questions, concerns, comments, you can go to our new sexy, fresh, fun website, litbitchpod.com. And sign up for our newsletter. And please rate and review us uh, wherever you can. Wherever you listen to stuff. It's usually just Apple that Yeah, usually it's rating. just Apple. We've been... Re- oh, just kidding. We've been reading reviews on Apple. We have. They're nice. Um, and also, if you have the means to support us, please do so we can continue making fab, fit, fun, and sexy content for you every week. Yeah. Um, we will see you guys yeah, follow next... Follow us... Oh, God. ...on Twitter and Instagram, litbitchpod. You can email us at litbitpod at gmail.com. We aren't allowed to swear. Because we're not allowed to swear yeah. on Google. Because Google's a pussy. And thank you so much to... Both Sams. Um, also, Destiny, which is Sample's sister. She's great. Kaylee? Kaylee. And Kaylee. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You guys have the world's fattest asses. <laughs> and the wettest and the wops. Wedding. And the, the wedding. wettest wops. The wappiest wops. wops. <laughs> Thank you for whopping. Keep on rocking. Mm-hmm.